0: Uh, you know what I like about this church? We ain't fancy, amen. We ain't fancy people, and um, I don't I don't know if to whether we're very intelligent either, amen. And um, I, I don't know if we're good looking either. I think we've kind of missed that one too, amen. And um, I, I don't want to say what's on my mind about that, but to be honest with you, but uh, you know what? I thank the Lord. This church has got a lot of heart to do something for the Lord. Yeah, even, Amen. A lot of heart to do something for the Lord. And I thank the Lord for his goodness. Hey, I don't know if you noticed tonight, but we had a new usher. Well, yeah, we, we had a new usher in our church service tonight. And, um Man, alive. I thought he was a guest preacher when he walked in. Amen. Old Mason looks so good. Amen. What a blessing, Mason. And uh, this guy over here, you know what? Uh, he deserves all the love we can give him. He really does. He's a good young fella. And um, of course his mama told me he's mean as a junkyard dog. But uh, we'll look past that, right? Amen. And a good job, Mason, did a good job tonight, amen? amen. And uh, we want you to keep on going, amen? amen. And keep on serving Jesus, and uh, we'll make an official usher out of you yet, amen? Praise the Lord. What a blessing, what a blessing. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 4, probably a familiar passage to many of you, but I want to preach on this thought tonight. 2 Timothy 4, verse 1, let's begin here. Bible says, "I charge thee, therefore, before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall de- judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine." But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. That word itching means tickling ears. People like their ears to be tickled. People like to be tickled on their ears. Verse 4, And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do The work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry, for I am now ready to be offered. and The time of my departure is is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. Henceforth there's laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, not to me only, but to them also that love his appearing." And I want to preach on that subject of verse 2, why do we preach the Word? Why do we preach the Word? I want to preach on that thought tonight. Father, thank you for the Word tonight. Thank you for the truths in it. God, I pray tonight that you take the Word, God, in our hearts tonight and speak to our hearts, Lord, right where we need it. Lord, I just pray that tonight thy Word would manifest itself in a great way in our minds and in our hearts tonight. As we understand, Lord, what you do through preaching of the Word, we ask, Lord, these things, and thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The time at which the Apostle Paul and his son in the Lord, Timothy, lived was a time of great trouble. It was a time when great trouble and great sin was permeated throughout the world especially through the Asia Minor area where the Apostle Paul preached and taught the Word of God. It was no different than today. In fact, if anything, that day and age was a more more wicked and sinful generation because of the idolatry and the cruelty that came through in the lives of people and in the lives of even the governmental system of Rome in that time. And so the Apostle Paul here, God gave him a charge, and, and here in the passage, uh, the Apostle Paul, inspired by God, is giving Timothy a charge. And he's telling him in this passage, he says, I'm charging you, Timothy, right before the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, I want you to do something. I want you to just preach the word. Preach the word. He said, I want you to get up, I want you to take your old-fashioned Bible, I want you to get up, and I just want you to preach what God said. You know, there's a reason why God gave us His Word in book form. He gave it to us in book form so that we can open it up, see exactly what God said, and preach what God said. That's what we need. Now, can I tell you, we live in a time in this day and age <clears throat> when this preaching of the Word of God is being undermined, when preaching the Word of God is being twisted into some sort of negative ideology and, and as if it were some kind of plague or some kind of bad thing when we hear the preaching of the Word. But I want to tell you, it's God's inspired Word that we take the old book and clear off a spot, and just preach the Word. That's what we need. We need to preach the Word today. Our world is filled with compromise. We live in this world where compromise is full and rampant. But let me tell you something. We don't need to compromise the Word. We need to preach the Word. Preach it. Just keep on preaching it. Oh, listen. Let me tell you, sometimes you're going to hear a preacher preach, and he's going to preach on your sin, he's going to step on your toes, and, and he's, going to, he's going to get you right in the bottom of, of your toe, and he's going to step on that one toe, you know, that, that one toe that's got that problem, and boy, he's going to stomp all over it, and boy, before long, you'll start thinking, I need to go down there to Dr. Smooth Words and start listening to all his comfortable little syrupy talk. Boy, if I just had that, that would be good. Let me tell you something. The reason preaching is so important is because there's nothing that pokes and prods right at the heart That right. old-fashioned preaching. We need it. Yeah. We need it. We need sto- uh, toe-stepping. We need uh, uh, barnstorming preachers again. We need preachers that spit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amen? Amen? We need the old-fashioned kind that just clear off a spot and start hitting sin. Yeah. We need the preaching of the Word. And I want to show you some reasons why we need the preaching of the Word. And notice, notice, first of all, what he said here in verse 2. He said, be instant in season and out of season. He said, just be ready to preach it anywhere you go. Yeah. Somebody asked me years ago, when I was pastoring in Colorado to to do a memorial service, and they told me the memorial service was at the Mother Cabrini Shrine. That's Catholic if you couldn't interpret that. And I went up there, and uh, I walked into the Mother Cabrini Shrine to do a memorial service, and and, uh, there was a nun there, and she didn't like me right off the bat. And she looked at me and scowled at me, and she said, Are you a Baptist? I said, Yes, ma'am. She folded her arms and scowled, and she didn't have a nice look from then on. And uh, they brought us in. We had the memorial service, and they had this great big statue behind me, a Mother Cabrini, whoever in the world she is. I have no idea. And she was going like this, and it must have been 20 foot tall. And guess where they wanted me to stand? Right below Mother Cabrini. Now, there ain't nothing scarier than a 17-foot woman. Nothing scarier. And I turned around. There she was. And there was that nun in back, sitting on the back row, scowling at me. You know what I did? I preached the Word. I told that dear crowd of people, Catholic people, how they need to be saved and trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. And I was ready. Because if that nun was going to come up, shut me down, I was ready. You know what I was going to do? I was going to say, if she started walking, I'm going to say, let's bow our head and let's pray. Let's pray. And I was going to give the plan of salvation while I'm praying. Amen. Tell you something. God call you to preach. Be ready to preach anywhere. Yeah. Right, be instant in season. Out of season. Then notice what he said. Reprove and rebuke. Now that's the part of preaching we don't like. But that's the part of preaching that pokes that old flesh that you and I are housed in. Yeah. Right. It, it makes that old flesh say, hey, buddy, you better straighten up. Amen. Amen. Hey, Get it right. Be right. Reprove, rebuke. There's nothing like preaching that reaches the heart that reproves what we've been doing. Amen. And even if we aren't doing wrong, even if we're living right in our life, even if we're doing the best we can, it still keeps us sharp. Reprove, rebuke. Boy, old Dr. words, he ain't going to rebuke anything. He's going to come over to you and pour candy-coated syrup all over you. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. I'm for love and treating people right. I think that's important. But there's time when you've got to preach that old book, yes, sir. reprove it, rebuke it. Whatever God tells you to preach, preach it. Amen. All right. Preach the Word of God as long as it's sound doctrine in the Bible. Now, why do we preach it? Notice what Paul said here. Number one, we preach the Word because some can't endure sound doctrine. Notice what he said here, verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. People got crazy doctrines today. And they didn't get them from the Word. The Word is what forms doctrine. Without the Word, we have no way to know how to stand in doctrine. Yes, right, right. People are mixed up. They're crazy in doctrine. There's a lot of charismatic ideas out there today about tongues. Let me tell you something. In 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I believe it is, the Bible, when it talks about tongues, it's talking about languages. Yeah. No. And only one verse refers to languages. It has the word tongues. And it means dialect, which is a form of language. And in that, people have twisted this whole idea up. They say, oh, they speak in tongues. It's It's a gibberish. Oh, wait, preacher, you just don't understand. You ain't got the spirit. I don't have that spirit. I just want the word to be true and right. I want doctrine to be right. Well, don't you know there's the there's tongue? Paul spoke with the tongue of angels. Didn't you know that, preacher? Um, there again, doctrine is messed up. And here's why. Because Paul said, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels. He didn't say he did. Because he also said, though I give my body to be burned. Do you think he gave his body to be burned up? No. What he was saying is, no matter if I do all of these things... If I do all these things and have not the love of God, I'm nothing. I'm nothing. So I'm simply trying to tell you tonight, don't get messed up in doctrine. And that's why we preach the word. That's why we preach it. Oh, listen, don't ever give in to Dr. Smooth words. You know, I've, I've seen older people get to the place in life where they're like, well, we've raised our kids. We, well, we, we've raised our kids. We're good. So we're going to go over to this, this compromising church. We have the right doctrines. We know what's right. Really? So you mean to tell me you're going to change your example from your children in your latter years? What do you think they're going to do? You're going to follow that pattern. I'm simply saying, hey, listen to me. Don't change your doctrine. Don't get into the wrong doctrine. There's a gazillion and two doctrines out there. And the problem is, half of them, or should I say 90% of them? Or should I say 99% of them? Or should I say 99.9% of them? them? Don't fit the Word of God. Make sure it fits the Word of God. That's the reason why we preach it. That's why you need an old-fashioned preacher. Amen? He has a way of preaching where the Word of God gets through for faith and feeling is diminished when it comes to doctrine. So I'm saying to you, we preach the Word because of sound doctrine. Number two, the second word. Notice verse three. Second reason we preach is verse 3. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but notice it, after their own lusts. People are lustful today. Lust. Immorality. Homosexuality. Transgender. I don't know if they're a him or a her. Her. If I should call her a her, I don't know what to call anybody anymore. It's offensive to some people. It's offensive to some women to call them a woman. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call you a woman if you're a woman. You say, well, that's offensive to me. And it's not offensive to God because he only made two genders. Only two. Amen. People full of lust. You say, well, preacher, homosexuality, it's about love. That's enough to make you barf right there. But let me tell you something. You mean tell me lust isn't involved in that? You better know it is. Lust. Lust is where this mess comes from that's where we need that's why we need to preach the old word say listen don't commit adultery don't commit sin you young people don't be hugging and kissing and necking and messing around before you get married lust that's why we need these old fashioned I love those old fashioned preachers I mean I love them mean as a junkyard dog don't you love them Man, they stand up, step all over you. But the truth is, they love you, and they want your life to be blessed. That's why they preach the word. Hey, don't ever criticize the preacher who steps on your toes. He sticks his neck out because he loves you, and he doesn't want you to go that way. Because he sees the end of the road that you can't see yet. Lust. Lust. Watch your phone, watch the television. It's full of lust. It's full of lust. That's why we have to preach the Word. Because lust permeates our society. Why do you think they have to put a half-naked woman on a billboard to sell a spark plug? Lust. 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 And by the way, the world's confused about lust and love. <laughs> I like to watch The Bachelor. <laughs> Let me tell you that stuff. It's about lust. Right. Lust. You need an old fashioned preacher to. Get up and have a fit about that nonsense. It's lust. That's why we gotta keep preaching it. Dr. Smooth's words will not preach on lust, because half of his crowd's full of it. Yeah. Lust! Lust in our society. Look at chapter three, real quickly. Look at chapter three, verse one. Notice what Paul said here also. He said, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Now, when he says perilous, he's not talking about wars. He's talking about morality. Look at what he said. He said, for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection. Truth-breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God. That, that's a pretty good picture of our society today. But there's only one remedy. There's only one remedy, and it ain't a government program. All that does is spend hard-working people's money and causes it to create a bigger problem so they need more money out of you to create more problems. Because the government can't fix anything. There's only one thing that can fix a lot of this mess, preaching the word. That's why we do it. Amen. Amen? Let me tell you something, you boys. Don't go getting out here and find some girl and getting out on some street. And, you know, it used to be when we were young, it was Lover's Lane. Some of you remember that? Some of your married couples ought to go back there every once in a while. <laughs> Amen? That's good preaching. Yeah. Yeah, they're recording it. Yeah. Get it on tape. Amen. Well, it's not tape. It's whatever today, man. But let me tell you something. You young people, don't you be kissing and hugging and necking before you get married. That's lust. Lust. And once you get married, be faithful to the one you got married to. Don't let your heart and your mind drift. Keep your heart right in love with the one God gave you. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. That's what God said. Number three. There's a third reason we preach. Look at verse number three. But after their own lust, oh, here we go. Shall they heap to themselves teachers? They don't want preachers. You say, what's the difference between teaching and preaching? Preaching is intended to go right after your heart. It's intended to reach right in your heart. It's it's intent to shoot an arrow into our heart to make it soft to the will of God. It's intended for that purpose. The word itching ears have teachers having itching ears. You know the word itching means tickling. Boy, if that preacher don't tickle my ears, I'm I'm not going to go to that church anymore. He wasn't very nice. He told me I was a sinner. You know, a lady was driving by our church years ago. We had a sign out there at the time, and it was a sign about salvation turn from sin and be saved. And the lady that was in the car, or stopped at the stoplight out here, and the lady that was in the car said this comment to the other lady, not knowing that that lady knew me and who I was. She looked at the sign and said, can you believe that? A church telling me I'm a sinner. It's like, lady, what do you think a church is? (laughs) See, I heard a comment this week, and it's true. If you preach on sin, people think it's hate. But if you say nothing, they think that's called love. And that is so true in our society. Amen. They want to be tickled. We want to hear nice things, good things. We want Joel Osteen. We, want, we just want to hear good things, and that's it. Preacher, we don't want, we don't, we don't want to be warned against anything. We don't, want to, we don't want to preach against do this and don't do that. Don't make Christianity a bunch of rules. Let me tell you something, some of those rules are God's commands. And if we love God, we'll keep his commandments. Amen. Amen. Boy, preacher, just tickle my ears. Tell me something smooth. I just got to have something so nice. Tickle my ears, preacher. I just can't handle anything else. I'll have a... I'll have a meltdown if you say anything I don't like. I'll have to hide in my safe space. Oh, no, he said something I don't like. Safe space. It's true. Preach it. You know, preach is meant to reach our heart. Not so we climb into the safe space, but we just come clean with God and open with God. And that releases us from all this mess that goes on in our twisted minds. It releases us. Listen, you want to be free of that stuff. Preaching will make you free. Amen. Amen. By the way, if I ever quit preaching the word, farm me out to pasture. Amen. I'm serious about that. Amen. They want their ears to be tickled. We want to hear nice things while we live in this society today. By the way, what the Apostle Paul was dealing with in society at his time was philosophy. They had just come out of the Greek philosophers and the, uh, Plato, Aristotle, um, those kind of guys that had all these Uh, different philosophies of life. By the way, the reason the philosophies crept in is because the children of Israel quit walking with God. And whenever you leave the word of God out, the devil's going to fill the gap with something. And so in that time, Apostle Paul was coming along preaching the world. They had uh, idols and uh, just full of all kinds of hedonism and uh, philosophies that were so far from God. And that's what Paul was dealing with. And what he's saying is there's a remedy for it. It's just preaching the word. Because people have to realize sometimes you don't get what you need just by having your ears tickled. Don't get me wrong. I'm all for comforting the grieved. I'm all for helping the broken hearted. I'm all for coming along to the one whose life has really been in shambles and helping them on their way. I'm all for that. But let me tell you something. We live in a time. We live in a time when people don't want to heed the word. They want some alternative answer. They want to shift their own personal responsibility to someone else, hoping that that person can then relieve the very problem in their heart, it's not going to work. you got to heed God's word. you got to listen to what God says and obey him. That's it. That's it. I'll tickle my ears. Number four, look at the next thing. Notice verse verse number five. I'm sorry, verse number four. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth. Oh, how many people just don't want to hear the truth? I still want to hear it. We want to find some alternative thing that will tickle our ears. And you know the problem with that is? It may tickle your ears, but it ain't going to reach your soul. It ain't going to change your life. It's not going to help you. And that's what philosophy was about. Philosophy was about saying something that tickled your ears, that made your mind think, Oh, wow, isn't that a wonderful thought? But the truth is, it wasn't about truth. And God said, We got to preach the word. We got to preach the word. You know, that's why we preach on hell, because it's true. It's true. You say, I don't want to hear about hell. It's still true, it's in the word of God. Uh, that's why we preach on standards of dress. They're true. Amen. Hey. Yes. That's why we preach against rock music and country western music. Yes. You say, preacher, what's wrong with country western music? Oh, I'm so glad you asked that question. <laughs> yeah. Billy Joe and Bobby Sue went out on the dance floor, rubbing around, decided to go home have a one-night stand in their pickup truck. God ain't a million miles from that. Amen. Amen. You say, you ever going to quit preaching on it? Yeah, as soon as you roll my body in on the casket, lay it down here, roll my body. I'll, I'll guarantee you I'll quit preaching on it that day but I still might rise up a little bit, so watch out. Watch out. People don't want to hear the truth today. They don't like the truth, and the reason they don't like the truth is because the truth convicts them of their life. It bothers them, and there's a remedy for that. It's called make it right with God, and you don't have to listen to conviction anymore. Amen. And if you make it right with God, there's no problem. Amen. People don't want to hear the truth. You know, I'm my word. My Bible says the truth sets you free. Truth sets you free. It doesn't hurt you. It helps you. So many people don't want to hear it. Preacher, don't preach to me. <laughs> How many times have I heard that? don't preach to me. Somehow we're enamored with our own way more than the God of the universe and His mighty powerful wonderful word. There's the last thing he said here. He said, verse 4, they shall turn away their ears from the truth, shall be turned unto fables. I looked up that word fables. It doesn't mean a fable like we know it. It It's actually the word fiction. People like fiction. People like what isn't even true. You know, I saw the newspaper. What is it, the Sun newspaper? You ever seen that dumb thing? What, National Enquirer? You ever seen that dumb thing? You got to be crazy to buy that thing. Hillary abducted by aliens. Hallelujah. I so hoped it was true. <laughs> Hillary abducted by. Oh, really? You know, some people pick that up, buy it, and go home and read it. You are dumb. See, people can't tell the difference between truth and fiction today because they hold fiction is truth. I want to tell you something. That's what sends people to hell. Imagine a person who's believed a lie all their life, and one day they die and open their eyes and they're in a burning hell forever. That's right. How sad! That's so sad. But the devil deceives people from the word. The word. Well, preacher, you only live once. You might as well eat, drink, and be merry because tomorrow you may die. <laughs> Let me tell you, give you a different philosophy. Live for God today because when you die, then you get to enjoy all eternity. Amen. What a better choice! What a better choice. Oh, God, help us to hear His word. Oh, God, help us to hear his word in the morning. Oh, God, help us to hear your word when it's preached. Oh, God, help us to hear the word directly into our heart. Help us to hear the missionary plead with us for the souls of his country. Help us to hear, dear Lord, the the importance of that lost child who needs to ride on that van next week and hear the gospel. Help us, dear Lord. Help us to hear the Word. Help us, dear Lord, to hear the Word of when you're coming again. Help us, dear Lord, to hear the Word that I'm coming again and that I'll be coming very very soon. Help us to hear your Word, Lord. Help us to hear your Word in the morning when we sit down with our Bible. Help us to hear it, Lord. Help us to hear your Word, Lord when we're down and defeated and discouraged, oh God, help us to hear your word. When we don't know what to do in life, when our choices are in front of us and we cannot decide, oh God, help us. Help us to hear your word. When life deals us big blows and sharp pains and hurts, oh God, help us to hear your truth and your word. Help us to know what fiction is. Help us to deny fiction and understand that the truth of God's word is the only thing that's going to help us. Oh God, help this world to hear the truth of the gospel that they may know Christ and be saved and have the peace of God like God wants them to have in their heart and in their life. Why do we preach the word? God gave us his word He designed over 23 different authors over thousands of years to get his word to us. And since this book became one book, societies and world histories and communism tried to destroy it, stamp it out, get rid of it, but they couldn't do it. And it's because God gave us a book, a word, his word, to all generations. And when you and I are dead and gone, his word's going to still remain. His words are preserved forever in heaven. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord, in this day and this generation which we live, to take that word and hold to it. And live it, love it as best we can for God's word. That's why we preach it. We preach it because little kids that come on the bus and the van need to be saved. We preach it because saved people who've drifted suddenly feel this urge to come back to church. And if they come back to a church and hear the word again, it reignites the heart. And sends them back to the place where they met Christ. Why do we preach the word? Because it stirs the grandparent to pray for those grandkids. That's why we preach it. We preach it because it encourages that mother who's raising those kids day after day doing laundry and cleaning and cooking. It encourages that mother to just stay with it and trust and thank God for the fruit of her labors. That's why we preach it. We preach it because it has an effect for the good and the godly. Oh, God, help us to keep on preaching and hearing the Word of God. Let's bow our heads tonight. Let's close our eyes tonight. (coughs) I wonder tonight,